Tonight I'm going to speak about something that we do often. Amen. Uh, since we were young, since we were babies, amen, and we still do it today. And, and that is dream, amen. Do you know that it, it is said that babies in an in a eight-hour period, they dream 50% of the time. In other words, they dream about four hours. They said when you get older, amen, depending on how old you are, you know, I probably dream about 10 minutes now or 15 minutes. But they say, like, the older you are, like, you know, most adults dream only an, about an hour, an hour and a half. Amen. But every one of us here tonight are dreamers. Amen. When we were young, when we were kids, I, I remember being out with my friends. We were young kids playing. We used to play football every single day. We used to run the street. I mean, I don't mean like, I'm talking about when we were eight, nine, 10, 11. Every day, because back in, the, in our day, you could do that. You just, you had to be in before the lights went on, right? I mean, you could, I, we used to be cross town, uptown, downtown. At the, we've gone all day. And you, they didn't have to look for us. They just know that we're going to show up at dinner time. Come on, somebody. But we, we used to be at the school, you know, uh, you know, I was Daryl LaMonica, amen, back then. That was way back, amen. Some of you were Joe Namath or some old, you know, and even during your time, you grew up mimicking people, dreaming that one day, you know what, I'm going to be this and I'm going to be that. Even when we got older, some of us, you know, we dreamt even about, some of you dreamt about being gangsters, amen. You thought you were going to be the next Tony Montana, Amen. Come on, there's, I know there's, there's some of you here. You thought you were going to be the next Tony Montana. Amen. Some of you thought you were going to be the next Felix, Felix Mitchell in Oakland. Amen. Drug king. And you thought you were going to be this. You thought you were going to be that. But how many know that in life, that oftentimes is that we live through broken dreams. Amen. I'm gonna, I want you to open your Bibles out with me to Exodus chapter 2. You know, the, the Bible is full of God's work, God's patching up broken dreams, amen, of God working miracles of things that are broken within our life because we go through life and we go, you know, we're always hoping for the best. We're always dreaming for the best. You know, let me, let me, I don't want to get too in front of myself. Exodus chapter 2. And we're going to begin in verse 11. When you have it, say amen. Let's go ahead and read it. It says, one day after Moses had grown up, he went out to where his own people were and watched them at their hard labor. And he saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew, one of his own people, and looking this way and that way. You remember, yeah, I know you've done that before, right? Huh? Is anybody looking? Looking this way and that, seeing no one, he killed the Egyptian and he hid him in the sand. The next day he went out and saw two Hebrews fighting and he asked the one in the wrong, why are you hitting your fellow Hebrew? And the man said, who made you ruler and judge over us? Are you thinking of killing me as you killed the Egyptian? Then Moses was afraid and thought, what I did must have become known. 
And when Pharaoh heard of this, he tried to kill Moses, but Moses fled and Pharaoh went to live. He fled from Pharaoh and went to live in Midian where he sat down by a well. Amen. Let's pray really quick. Father, I pray that, Lord, that we will continue, my God, to dream big. And even when our dreams are shattered, that, Lord, that we will continue to get up, that we will continue to fight, that we will continue to go forward. Things won't always go the way we want want them to. But, Lord, you are always with us. And, Lord, you, you allow our dreams to be shattered so that you can put us on the right path, so that you can do a work within our lives. And, Father, I pray that you would speak to every heart and every soul this night. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, here we see Moses growing up. He has been raised in the, in the palace. And I'm sure that he dreamt one day that he was going to be the pharaoh. Amen. He was the prince. He had a, you know, he was on his way. He had a brother. And but he, he, I'm sure he dreamt one day, you know what, I, I might be king. I might be pharaoh one day. And many of us, see, we're built like that. One day, you know, we're always dreaming about doing it big. About, you know, making it in this or making it in that. But the Bible says here that Moses is that one day God placed something in his heart. Just like me and you, you know what? Our dreams were broken. Our dreams were shattered. You know, I thought when I got married that we were going to have this, you know, real beautiful life, real beautiful marriage. I had three kids. I had a good job. I, you know, I, and she had a good job. And I thought everything was just going to be rosy, man. We we're going to have all that white picket fence and everything was going to go good. But how many know I got thrown a curveball? Amen. And I swung and I missed and I, for a long time. <laughs> and, but one day, somebody introduced me to crack cocaine. Amen. And for the next seven or eight years, I was on the run. Amen. And the beautiful dream that we started out, that beautiful journey that we started out on with three beautiful kids, good jobs, nice things, nice car. You know, we were on, we were on the road to what we call success. Amen. But one day something else happened. A curveball came my way. Amen. And for the next eight years, amen, I was, you know what? I was messed up. But how many know that God had another plan? Huh? God had another plan. Just like Moses here. Moses thought he was going to be king. Moses thought that, you know what, that he was going to be in control one day. But you know what? God placed something in his heart, amen, to help people. And Moses stepped up and he went to go try to help his people. But in the process, he killed somebody. Huh? And what did he do? The Bible says that he hit him in the sand. Amen. And... You know, we've been reading that book, The Second Reformation, amen, and I wrote a quote, I read a quote in there that slapped me upside the head and just like, I just said, wow, amen. Matter of fact, I thought it was a proverb. I started looking for it. 
I, I, I started Googling it. I started looking, you know what, on Yahoo, and, I was, and it wouldn't pop up. But it was a powerful quote from the author of this book that we're reading. Amen? And this is what it said. It said, it is better to shatter a dream than to conceal the truth. Huh? It is better to shatter a dream than to conceal a truth. And that spoke to me, man. That's like, because let me tell you something. I'm going to be transparent. We make mistakes. You make mistakes. I make mistakes. And you know what? I remember many times my leaders coming to me, my regionals coming to me and say, how's it going, pastor? Good. It's going great. Huh? Oh, we're excited. We got 30 people over there. Huh? For the last two years or, you know. Now, I'm not saying we had success. So, you know, our church, we, we did good. But, you know what, I was going through some difficult times. But, you know what, I didn't want to tell the truth sometimes. Huh? I didn't want to say, you know what, Pastor, man, I'm failing. Pastor, I need help. You know what? Uh, uh, concealing the truth. I didn't want to tell the truth. Why? And we, go, we get like that in many of the situations that we get ourselves into is that we conceal the truth. So we can look good. Amen. And I've done that before. I did that even when I pastored. Right? We call it evangelistic. Huh? How many people you got? Oh, we're hitting 200. We're hitting 100. Right? And you go and there's 50 people. Come on, somebody. And we stretch the truth sometimes. And you know what? But the Bible says that it's better. See, it was better that God broke the dream that we had and that I had so that, you know, so that he can get a hold of my life. Huh? And God allows it to happen. See, Moses had big plans. He had a heart to rescue his people. The vision and burden came from the Lord. It was planted in his heart, amen, to do something. But he still made a mistake, amen. And not only that, the Bible says that, you know, he thought he concealed the matter. He buried the, the, the body, amen? But how many know that God sees everything, amen? In Psalms 119, I want you to turn there with me really quick, or I could just read it. You can turn if you want. 119.67, the Bible says that before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I obey your word. You see, one of the things that God does as God allows hardship and he allows us to be broken during our dreams, amen? During our dreams. He allows us to fail. He allows us to make mistakes. You know why? It so he, so that we can look up to him. See, experiencing failure promotes an obedient life to Christ, amen? Experiencing failure promotes an obedient life. See, God wanted to, wants to humble you and I so that we might experience exaltation, that we might learn how to exalt God for who he is so that we would reach out to God, so that we would cry out to God because the Bible says that God's people were crying out to them and he heard them. He got, they got to his attention. And a lot of times what happens is that you and I is that if we don't experience some favor, if we don't experience failure sometimes or difficulty or broken dreams in our lifetime, is that we won't 
we won't be sensitive to the divine instruction that God wants to give you and I. See, brokenness tends to strip away the barriers to teachability, which comes from pride. Amen? See, 1 Peter 5, 5 and 6 says that all of you clothe yourselves with humility toward one another because God opposes the proud but, gives, but shows favor, gives grace to the humble. And he says to humble yourself. See, God is always trying to humble us. God is always trying to uh, get us, you and I, to humble ourselves so that we will look up and so that we will exalt him, so that we will worship him, so that we will praise him, so that we will be a light for him, so that we will shine for him, so that we, people will know we are his people, that we're not just another everyday person. See, here in this portion of Scripture, Moses acted on his own when he killed the Egyptian. See, self always leads to bondage. Amen? Sometimes we, always, we act on our own emotions. We act without getting some kind of advice. We act without praying about it. We act without going to God about it. We act without, you know what, uh, because all we're thinking about is ourselves. All we're thinking about is self. And let me tell you something, self leads to bondage. But the Spirit leads to deliverance, amen? The Spirit leads to deliverance. See, timing is important as action, amen? You see, Moses, he pushed his way into position, right? In other words, he stepped up. God put something in his heart. But, you know, instead of waiting on God and waiting, from, waiting for direction, he took matters into his own hands. And sometimes when we take matters into our own hands, we kill it. Huh? We blow it. We mess it up. And we, you know what, we get in the way. And how many know that it's important that, you know what, we, we go to our leaders and we go to our pastor and we go to, you know what, people that are, are above us. See, we have to learn how to submit ourselves under somebody. Amen? Let me tell you something. If you learn something, anything in your Christianity, it is to humble yourselves under somebody. Amen? Let me tell you something. Uh, uh, years ago, man, I, I humbled myself and, and, and I said, you know what? I told my pastor. I, uh, as a matter of fact, I didn't even tell him. I just showed him that, you know what? I'm here. Whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. Amen? And I put myself under him. And God was able to do many things in my life. We can't push our way into promotion. How many know promotion comes from the Lord? Amen? It's all right. The Bible's, you know, it's all right to want to lead. That's a great thing. The Bible says that it's an honorable ambition. Amen? To want to lead. To want to take the lead. And we need people that, need, that want to lead. We need people that want to step up. We need people, but you know what? How many know it's got to be God's timing? See, hiding the wrong does not erase it. Amen? Hiding the wrong does not erase it. Moses hid the man he killed. And, you know, but how many know that, that God, you know what? God shattered it. He said, no, nah, you know what, man? He allowed, he allowed Pharaoh to be seen. He pulled his covers. Why? So that, you know what? So the truth could come out. Because what does the truth do? Uh, the truth will always set you free. Let me, let, me, let me tell you something. Shattered dreams are as old as time. See, God had a dream. Matter of fact, when God created, when he created the heavens and the earth, 
He created Adam and Eve, amen? And he, he gave them, you know what, a great garden to live in. He provided food for them. He, you know, he gave them a job, amen? He hooked them up with a rib. He gave, he gave them everything, and he gave them some instructions to do this and not to do that. The other thing he did, he gave us our own free will. But how many know that Adam and Eve, man, right? They went and they did what they weren't supposed to do. And then they tried to hide it. God came, the Bible says, uh, in the midst of the morning. And the Bible says that, you know, uh, you know, he called for Adam and Adam, you know, you know Adam said, I mean, Adam was hiding. Amen. And he said, well, why are you hiding? He said, I'm naked. And he said, well, how do you know I'm naked? See, he was trying to conceal the truth, but how many know God already knew? You see, and, and let me tell you something, man of God. Let me tell you something, woman of God, is that, you know what, if you're hiding things, if you're hiding, uh, you know, the truth of your, in your life, if you're trying to hold on to things, it's better to give it to God, to repent about it, and move on. Don't try to hold on to it. Don't try to conceal it. Go to somebody and talk to them about it. Shatter that thing. Break that thing up because you know what? It will be the barrier that will hold you back from becoming all that God wants you to become. What are you hiding today? Amen. Is there anything you're hiding? Is there any skeletons? Is there any, you know, is there anything's in there? See, Moses had been raised to be the king. But how many know there's only one king? And that's the king of kings. Amen. Moses had to learn to be ruled over instead of ruling. Amen. And even us, man, you know, we want to be in charge sometimes. But I'll tell you what, it's, 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 God is calling us and God wants us to learn how to be, you know, to be led. To allow people to speak into us. To allow people for us to be teachable. To allow us to, you know what, to, to listen to other ideas and to listen to what people are speaking into our life, to listen to what people see in our lives. A lot of times we don't want to, you know, we don't want to hear it. Amen. See, God wanted to raise up a good leader and he had to get Moses' attention. Amen. He had to humble Moses first because Moses was raised in the palace. He knew it all. He had the best education. He had the best food. He had the nicest house. Amen. He had everything. But how many know he had to be humble? And let me tell you something. God will humble you and I so that we can be useful. Amen. He had to make Moses into uh, the leader that he wanted him to be. Moses had to learn how to be ruled over instead of, of ruling. See, the unacceptable way to lead is by power or an iron fist. Amen. You leaders. Any leaders out there? The acceptable way to lead is by persuasion, amen, or influence. How many know we need to influence people? We need to be a good example. We need to show them, you know what, the way. We need to show them and, and persuade people. See, I had leaders that I was persuaded, I was convinced in seeing what they were doing, seeing their faithfulness, seeing their hunger for God, seeing their prayer life, seeing them committed, seeing them excited, and it persuaded me to want to be the same way. That's the acceptable way to lead. But the superior way to lead is by permission. Amen? It's by permission. So when you can get somebody's permission to say, you know what? I'm here for you. You know what, pastor, leader, whoever? You know what? I give you permission to, to, to say whatever you want to me. 
I give you permission to rebuke me. I give you the permission to tell me the truth. I give you the permission, you know what? For my life, to lead me and guide me. By permission. You got to learn, you know what? I'm I'm here, me and my wife are here. We're under the, the hand of our pastors. There are pastors now. I did the same thing with, with, with Pastor Steve and, 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 and Pastor Steve number two. Amen. I'm no different. I learned how to, you know what, that, you know what, man, this is my leader. This is my, you know what, this is the man of God. You know what, he might be younger than me, but he's a smart young, he's a smart guy. Huh? He's a chip off the old rock. Amen. And you know what, he might even be better one day than his father. Amen. You never know. Amen. He's a great man of God. And I give him permission, amen, to rebuke me. Yeah, he's going to play the tape. Okay. Geronimo, erase that. No. (laughs) Just kidding. What are the changes that took place after Moses' failure? Well, number one is that he developed a servant attitude. Amen. Moses developed a servant's attitude. When Moses was in Midian, Moses received the education of a shepherd. Amen. He, 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 he received the education of shepherding, of gathering, guarding, and guiding the flock. Amen. Because he was going to need those characteristics to lead uh, Israel out of, you know, on their way to the promised land. But God had to take him to a place where, you know what, where he can uh, get off his high horse and where he can learn some new principles, where he can be, you know, his attitude can be changed, where he can be emptied of himself and where God can begin to put into his life. Moses became a shepherd, amen, there with his father-in-law. And he had, man, he had like six sister-in-laws. Come on, somebody. Praise the Lord. Moses also received the education of a servant. Instead of being served like he was in the palace, he was a man. He was one of the only men. And his father-in-law was old. His father-in-law was up there in age. So you know what? He had to be the man to work. He had to be the one doing the serving. He had to do the one, you know what, uh, to make it happen for the family and for everybody else. And he learned how to be a servant before God. God was allowed, God was doing a work in his life in Midian. God, some of you might be in Midian right now. You might have ran. You might have been running from the truth. You might have been running from what God wants to do in your life. But God has you in Midian because he's trying to humble you. He's trying to get you ready. He's trying to get, turn you into a shepherd and a servant before God. You got to learn. You got to learn how to serve. Not only was he a shepherd, not only was he a servant, but he was also had to learn how to be a stranger in a foreign land. Moses got chased to Midian. It was far away and it was in the cuts. Amen. It was in the cuts. He was out there in the desert. It was on the backside of the mountain. Amen. And he was living in a place where, you know what, all those luxuries that he had, all those things that he had before is that he was going without him now. He probably had, in the palace, he probably had a closet full of sandals. Come on, somebody. Huh? He probably was like, 
man, what armor am I going to wear today? Am I going to wear the bronze, the gold, or the silver? Huh? And he probably had it, you know, he had the best food. He had it all together, but you know what? God had to get him out of that. He had to, he took him and made him a stranger. Amen. And he made him a wanderer and he lived in tents instead of palaces. He sat by wells instead of thrones. And he learned to cope with being alone, afraid, and away. Because the plan that God had for him, he was going to spend many nights by himself. Many times afraid of what was going to take place in his life. And also being away from the land that God was going to take him to. Amen. So we see Moses developed a servant's attitude. The second thing is that Moses uh, developed a willingness to be obscure. Amen. And what I mean by that, the word obscure means to be not well known. Amen. Not known to most people or not known to what we used to be. Some of you, you know what, you need to become obscure. The, you know, a lot of men, a lot of guys that come from the streets, they have, the, they have a mind issues. They have things that they're battling. Why? It's because they used to be somebody in the neighborhood. Huh? They used to be somebody that uh, people looked up to. They used to be somebody that, that, you know what, that led other people down the wrong road. And you know what, it made them feel good. And, and, and they were, you know what, they were, they were looked up to or they were, you know what, held in high places or they used to be connected to this and that and they thought they were somebody. But you know what, you've got to learn to be obscure. You know what, you're just a, you're just a servant in the hand of God now. Nothing else. God's going to raise you up now. You don't have to worry about who you are. You don't have to worry about status. You don't have to worry who's looking at you. You don't have to look over your back anymore. You don't have to worry. You, you need to become obscure and not worry. Because we all fight that, amen? We're just, we're just, you know, we're just uh, shepherds. We're just servants in the hand of the Lord now. And God's going to use all of us. See, Moses learned to live away from the limelight and the shadows of obscurity. Amen. On the backside of the mountain. Amen. Moses also had to, had, uh, also learned and he had the ability to, to rest and rely on God. And I believe that that's the most important thing that God was trying to teach him. God was trying to teach him how to, you know what, to relax, how to, you know what, keep calm. Amen. Right? You all see that? on Facebook, keep calm, right? Or I can't keep calm because of this or because of that. But how many know that we can be calm and we can rely on God? See, Moses probably had heard the plight of his people and instead of trying to rescue them again, he began to rest and rely on God because he was a Hebrew, Amen. He was part of God's people. And turn with me to verse 23, chapter, chapter 2 again. And we're rounding the bend right now. Amen. Exodus chapter 2. Get back over here. And we're going to read it verse 23 and 24. It says here, during the long period, the king of Egypt died. And the Israelites groaned in their slavery and cried out. And their cry for help 
And their cry for help because of their slavery went up to God. And God heard their groaning. And he remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and Jacob. So he looked on the Israelites and was concerned about them. Verse, chapter 3, it says, Now Moses was tending flock. Was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he held the flock to the far side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And there the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. You see, when we humble ourselves before God, when we allow God to see, God shatters our dreams for a purpose. Amen. He shatters them so you know what? So he can humble us. He shatters them so that we can learn something new. He shatters them so that we can call out to God. And you know what? He does it also, after all of that, so that we can get a fresh glimpse of God. Huh? So that we could get a renewed fire. So that we can get a fresh fire from God. See, on the backside of this mountain, after, you know, Moses got humble. Just like, remember Hammer? Remember MC Hammer used to live up there on the Fremont Hill? He had the highest house on the hill. It was way, I remember one time me and my wife drove up there. Because we wanted to see it. He had this, these big gates. Uh, he's had these big gates in the front that said MC on it, right? Hammer. And but you know what? He had it all. He had big, he had everything. But you know what? I see him at 7-Eleven now. Huh? And Tracy. I see him all the time. What's up, Hammer? Me and Hammer are cool. We're tight. Huh? Hammer. Huh? But you know what? God allows that to happen to us. Let me tell you something. Not everything's going to go your way. You're going to go through, you know what? God's going to, you know what? He's going to shatter your dreams sometimes. He's going to let things break down sometimes. And he does it especially when we get prideful, when we get selfish, when we start thinking we know it all. When we start thinking we know more than the leaders, when we start thinking we know more than our pastor, when we think we know more, you know what? God will come in and he'll say, you know what, man, you need, to, you need, you need some humble pie. Amen? I need to get this guy. But you know what? He does it so that, you know what, so that we can cry out to him and so that, you know what, God can show up in a burning bush within our life. Huh? God will show up. You know what, man? When I was in Tracy... You know, I, I was just going through it. Man, I was hurting. But I didn't want to tell nobody. <laughs> huh? I just wanted to be, because we're taught. You know, I know how to, you know what, just grip my teeth. Huh? And just go through it. Amen. I'm going to take it. Huh? It's all good. <laughs> right? Well, everybody else, you know, my wife's going through it. My, my family's going through it. And, you know, one time, I remember a couple times, Pastor uh, Esteban, he came out to visit me, took me out for lunch. He talked to me a few times, and he said, you know, he, he started, you know, sharing some things like, like his father would used to say, right? He would say, you know, you, know, you got to be honest with yourself, huh? And he would say, you know what, my dad, you know, my dad, right? He said, my dad used to say that. You got to, you know what, you got to look at yourself and you got to evaluate yourself and you got to make the hard decisions. 
<laughs> so, and, and that was always ringing in my head. Huh? You got to make the tough decisions. And I knew what I needed to do. Huh? Well, you know what? I was too prideful. Huh? I was too. See, there's some things that you're going through. There's some areas in your life that God wants to, you know, bring a fresh fire to. But you know what? Right? You're holding on. You're, you know what? You're just gritting your teeth. You don't want to let nobody know. You don't want to share with anybody. You don't want to tell the truth. You just want to conceal the truth because you think your dream is going to be, be shattered. Everything that you think that's going to you know, be great for you. But I want to tell you something. Better a shattered dream than to conceal the truth. Huh? Better a shattered dream than to conceal the truth. When you conceal the truth, then God can break you. Huh? Then God can, you know what, cleanse you. Then God to begin to re, you know, renew you. And God can show up back into your life. I felt when I went to the conference, you know what, God showed up. Amen. In my life. I don't know how the, the, what went on with your life at the conference, but the burning bush was burning bright. God said, Manuel, Manuel, come closer. I'm calling you. I said, here I am, Lord. What do you want? Why? Because I believe I made the right decision. Amen. I made truth. You know, I, I said, you know what, man, I'm failing out here. We're, we're going through it, you know. We're, you know what, I don't need to be out here no more. Huh? These uncertain, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. You know, I thank God for all the people that God brought into our life. Amen. And, and it, was, it was, you know, I learned a lot. Amen. Most of all, I know that I learned a lot. And I thank God. It was a great experience. Amen. And I know God's going to do something great once again in my life. God's not done with me. Amen. Right? The new 30s, 50. Come on. <laughs> huh? See, God humbled Moses. We got the worship team come up. God humbled Moses. He made Moses a simple man. He broke Moses' dreams. And he had to get him ready. See, some, some, of you got, some of you guys, the reason you're in the home is because God had to break you. He had to break those dreams you had. You, you know, really, when, when, I was, when I was out there, I, I, was just, I always had this dream of just like, <laughs> That's all right, we're landing. But you know, I did, you know, you, you, we always think we're going to do it bigger. Amen. That's what I'm trying to say. I just need to come up. Huh? I just need one more little chance. And I'm going to do things right. No, you're not. You don't need to, you, you need to just humble yourself. You need to let God break you. Amen. You need to, be, you need to let God break your life. Look at the dreams that you had, you got to get a hold of God's dream. Amen. When I came to Victory Outreach, God gave me a new dream. God gave, you know what, God, man, I, I, God put a, 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 a place in my heart for people, to love people, to be there for people. Before I didn't care about people. All I cared about was me. I didn't care about my family. 
I didn't take, I wasn't a good father in the beginning. Amen. But it's when, when I humbled myself and I said, yeah, I'm going to go to church. God took, stripped me of everything. God took my wife away, my kids away, my, my house. So I was living in my car right here on, on, in Tennyson. Huh? That was the first time that God, God humbled me many times. But I know that God's doing it so that I can get a fresh fire. Amen. See, Moses learned to turn to God in times of trouble. To wait on God. See, the first time he ran to Midian. Amen. And he hid. But how many know that you can't hide from God? God was still there. Amen. And then, you know what? God brought Moses back. And Moses came back. You know what? He came back full of the Holy Spirit. He came back filled with the fire of God. And God was able to use him as a leader. God was able to use him, you know, uh, uh, to do great and mighty exploits. Why? Because he was trained now. He loved God. He, you know, he, it wasn't about him anymore. But it was about God. See, sometimes we want to make it about us. It's not about us. It's about others. Amen. Go ahead and stand tonight. Hallelujah. See, Moses learned to be totally dependent on God. We see throughout Exodus all the times that God had to go and speak to God. He went and talked to God about everything. God. When, when Pharaoh was chasing behind him, he began to pray and lift up his hands to God. And God met his need. So you got to learn to, you know, to humble yourself and you know what God's breaking your you're going to go through life this whole journey of life it, it hasn't went the way I thought life was going to be I don't know about you huh? now, there's been a lot of turns a lot of twists a lot of ups a lot of downs a lot of downs amen but through it all I've learned to you know what to just stand before God to humble myself before God and to just turn to, turn to God because he's faithful. Proverbs 24, 16 says, For though a righteous man falls, seven times he rises again. Amen. And you're going to blow it. Come on, give the Lord a hand. Look, life is not easy. Amen. And I want to open up the altar tonight. Maybe your life hasn't went the way that you thought it was going to go. See, sometimes we try to still make it happen. We say, oh, I just need a job. No, you don't. That guy you married, that girl you married, that, you know, this and all these different things that we've been through. Sometimes God strips us. Because he's got another plan for us. Amen. He wants to get a hold of us. Yeah. He wants to use us. Amen. Tonight, maybe you're going, maybe you're in Midian right now. And maybe God is speaking to you. 
God is doing a new thing. God's humbling you. Amen. Maybe you've lost something. The altar's open. Come on, have you been, you know what? If life has thrown you a curveball this, this day, it's all for God's honor and glory.